All right, welcome to I Just Interview My Friends. I'm Jason Chow, and today I am interviewing my friend Jeremy Park, or Jeremiah Park, as he is formerly known. Um, and Jeremy and I have gone, go back a really long way, like a really long way. Uh, he was my roommate at one time. Um, I was his groomsman. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep on him sharing his interview, so I guess I'm in his, his testimony, so I guess I'm, re, I'm redoing that. But the reason I wanted to interview you, Jeremy, um, is that uh, I, you are one of the few people I know um, that did what we all thought we were going to do in high school, which is start our own business uh, and run our own business. Um, and yeah, it's just been amazing watching you grow. So I kind of wanted to know, you know, in more detail, like, when when did that idea first start like were you you know like in sixth grade um when did that idea first start of like hey i really want to run and operate my own business uh so i actually never had that desire really growing up right uh, i think just growing up i just wanted something where i would have like a stable income where i can live the life i want to live right so yeah, especially going up and through high school, like my focus was fun, right? It wasn't on responsibility. It wasn't on growing as a, as a character or growing in business experience. It was just, yeah, just hang out with my friends, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, after I became safe, uh, after I became Christian in senior of high school, that's when my worldview started to shift, right? It's, it went from what do I want now to what do I want the most? Mm. Right. And yeah, drawing closer to God, uh, definitely feel that fire. And it de definitely kept pushing me in that direction. And yeah, living, living through that phase and getting closer to God, I realized there's nothing else that gives me greater joy, right? Nothing else makes me feel understood or nothing else gives me as much passion, energy, or even comfort. Right. So yeah, I think my focus after becoming Christian was how can I just get closer to God? Right. And so at that point, it was I was in Cal Poly Pomona, um, but I felt led to step away from that to do YWAP. Right. And at that time, I thought it was only me six months and go back to school. Um, I remember but, that. <laughs> we were yeah, roommates before that. We were roommates at that point, exactly. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, that six months extended to another year. Right. So I spent a year and a half out. And then uh, rather than going to Cal, back to Cal Poly Pomona, I felt led to go to community college and see what happens next. Um, but yeah, during that time at community college, um, there was one summer uh, where I felt God was leading me to go to Africa, right? And so, yeah, I didn't, it wasn't an easy decision. Um, I had all these courses planned out for the summer, but I felt like God saying, just come, just trust me, just come. So yeah, I, I dropped everything, went for that summer, and that, that taught me a lot, right, in terms of faith knowing my limitations, knowing how to trust God in those limitations and just sitting back and having faith. And I think that's the hardest thing. But so, yeah. Yeah, uh, so Africa. <laughs> so how did you get from <laughs> Africa to it was it was literally uh I was in COC going to class one weekday and mm -hmm. I felt just like a voice, right? Or just felt like a, a leading saying like, you know, like I want to bring water to Africa. Right. So for me, it was like a random thought. I never think that I don't know anything about Africa, um, but I don't know. It was just, it resonated um, mm. with me. And yeah, it was weird. At the end of that day or at the end of the classes, I actually got a call from a friend saying, hey, 
Um, I know this is completely random, but we have a spot open on our team after Would you like to come? Right. Wow. And at, at that moment, I, I remember I was like outside the class, like walking out of class, and I was like, uh, "This is too much. I need to call you back." Right. Because I had to really think about it, pray about it, and even like ask my parents. Hmm. Right. But yeah, at that time, um, yeah, I, I had no idea what was going to happen at that trip. Um, all I heard was just come, and yeah, through that trip, like I was again, uh, what nineteen year old kid in Africa, and yeah, God, God built two wells through me there, and it's I can honestly say I did nothing, right? It was the full the two it, it was done in two and a half months. During that during that time period, I spent ninety percent of the time saying, "Why am I here? Why mm -hmm. me? Someone else can do this." was I crazy? Did I just hear something and it was just made up, right? Mm -hmm. It was it was me doubting most of the time and it was God saying, no, just watch, just watch. And I think that really actually helped me most in terms of having the faith to start the business. Um, so after that trip, I came back, um, finished out school, went to UCLA. And um, at that point, again, I, I had no desire to start a company, run a company. It was just let me find a, a decent, stable job at mm -hmm. the same time, just be where God wants you to be, right? wherever that is. And so uh, I just did work hard in school. And for me, it was it was about just working hard as hard as you can in every season, right? Because that's God preparing you for the next season. So yeah, during that time, um, yeah, I just tried hard in school and I ended up landing an internship with uh, PwC Pricewaterhouse. Mm -hmm. um, Which yeah, is a big I just, financial I, firm. Yeah, it's uh, one of the big four accounting firms. And so it really, yeah, I, I really like that job and that atmosphere, especially because um, I like competition. So it was a competitive environment. Um, it's a place where you can meet the, the people that run the world, right? You can, mm -hmm. you can consult for companies that control economies. And so for me, it's, it was something I wanted to do, something I was interested in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, after the internship, uh, I got the offer. I accepted immediately. And uh, about a month later, uh, again, walking outside of one of my econ classes, oh God saying, can you let this go? Wow. Right. And immediately I just pushed it down. It's like, no, like I already worked so hard to get here. And like the main, like most of the people there, once they get that land, that job, it's, it's all about like, I made it right. Like I can, mm -hmm. I can live my life like the way I planned. Yeah. I'm on the fast track. Yeah. I'm on the fast track. And so, yeah. Um, during, during that time, uh, I, I really struggled with even just thinking about letting it go. Right? But eventually it just kept tugging at me where I knew I had to face it. And so yeah, I was like, okay, like, if this is really you, God, you have to make it happen and you have to confirm it multiple times because there's no <laughs> way I can go through this without doubting. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, um, yeah, through multiple signs. So eventually, um, I I, ended, I was able to reject or go back on the offer because they offered a raise. So really? after I accepted, like like around two and a half, three months later, they, they offered a raise to everybody and was like, okay, because we are offering this raise, uh, it voids the previous contract, please sign the contract. Wow. So, <laughs> Getting a raise was a reason to leave yeah. it. So at that time I was like, okay, like I have a feeling this is God, but yeah, let, let me, yeah, just let's see what happens. So I, I emailed the, the recruiter people and I told them like, hey, I just want to let you know, I may uh, go back and actually not resign the offer. Um, 
And at that point, they came back and offered me more money. <laughs> and then when I asked my parents, my parents were like, that's God saying yes, like stay. I was like, most people, that's God saying yes. Yeah. Um, but no, like, yeah, as soon as that they offered that raise, I, I knew like God was saying like, I'm, no, like walk away, right? It's, I'm, wow. I, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have this financial success plan for you or I don't have financial security plan for you. Just, right? It's, and it's ultimately not what I want. So yeah, I, I stepped out of that. Um, that was that was a tough decision. And uh, when I stepped out of that, I actually had no idea what I Wow. Right. So um, at that point, I was like, I'll only give this up if you can show me what what's in store. Um, but yeah, that lesson at that time didn't include that. It was just a leap of faith. So uh, after rejecting the offer, um, I was still uh, in the last couple quarters of my senior year, senior year at UCLA. And so uh, at that point, uh, I thought, oh, maybe I should just start working with my dad so I could take over his company. Mm-hmm. Right? And so he has a, an adjusting company and uh, yeah, his, his health was going bad at that time. So we thought it was time for him to step back and, um, and not, not work as much. But yeah, at the end of the year, uh, that's when my dad was like, okay, like in order to prepare, prepare you better, like you should attend these like contracting courses or restoration courses so you can do adjusting better. So yeah, I, I took the course. Yeah. And then uh, in the course, I met a couple other business owners and uh, yeah, we just really connected and uh, I asked them if I could shadow them, right? So um, before, uh, shadow them for a bit of time. Um, and at the same time, I would help bring them jobs as well. So I brought them jobs and at the same time I was able to shadow them, see how they did their business. And yeah, I pretty much started making my business plan, right? So seeing how, okay, there are a lot of inefficiencies here. If I do this, I can save costs of the homeowner. Um, if I do this, I can, um, like yeah. our jobs ju- would just work well. Yeah, and just to let people know, so currently your business is a restoration company, which if any of you don't know, is if something bad happens in, a, in your house, right? Like a property you own, flood, fire, Jeremy's the guy you call. Yeah, so water, fire, mold damage, it's uh, mitigating that, doc- getting the right documentation for that and making sure the insurance covers you for it. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I think, especially in industries where the focus is just maximizing profit, I think there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of waste, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement, especially mm-hmm. in terms of work culture and even like the success of the company is the people. A right? company is nothing but the people, and if the people aren't happy, if the people aren't growing and don't want to grow, then I think that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I started this company uh, with that mindset, hoping that yeah, that I want this place to be a Christian company, right, and where. Where people on the outside will see it, be like, I don't, I'm not a Christian, I don't know God, but I want to hire that company, right? right. I'm not a Christian, but I want to work for that company, right? And that's how it should be, right? And so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy and very proud yeah. of everyone uh, at the how, company. And how, and how, how, how many years has it been? How long was that? This was about, back in 2015, so it's been five years. Wow. So, yeah, wow. 2015, 16, it was uh, mostly me and a couple other people. Uh, now we're at uh, 10 employees. Wow. And, you know, I think what's interesting because, you know, you going to Africa, right, and then you turning down, you know, PwC, I think in the midst of that time, you probably had a lot of friends that were 
doing the traditional route, right? Four years, graduate, grad school, jobs. How do you feel like your life, like the, what are some things that maybe you learned or had to, had to struggle with because you were doing this very different path that maybe some of your peers, you know, don't, don't go through? Yeah, I, I think it's ultimately just staying focused on what you want most, hmm. right? And like, I, I think one of my favorite things to, to uh, live by is um, never give up what you want most for what you want now. Right? Hmm. And so I think it's, that's something I have to remind myself daily. Um, there, again, it's, it's, it wasn't easy. There are a lot of days where I doubted, I thought, did I make a mistake? Um, but ultimately that's what you fall back to. Right? Like I'm here because I want to be here and because I believe that this is the end goal, the end result. Mm. Right? And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, especially as you started to hire employees, right? Because most people, you know, maybe they have people like working under them if you're in a large company, um, but most people don't know what it's like to hire somebody and be their boss and be working with them. How do you feel like relationally you maybe struggle with that or, you know, like what were ways in which you were like, wow, this is, I can really do good here. Uh, I think if you approach business with this mindset of like, oh, I'm the boss, these are my employees. It's like you create that, that division or that barrier. And it's, I think when you do that, it becomes about um, people just focusing on the work right? mm -hmm. and it's, it's about getting it done. Um, but it's not about them growing as a person or them wanting to take ownership of the position or wanting the company to succeed in the first place. Mm. Right. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, my companies are my employees. Like they're the ones out there working. They're the ones making the money. Right. And so for me, it's making sure they they're getting paid fairly. And for me, it's I disclose everything. Right? I disclose what the industry standard pay is, uh, how much I can afford to pay them. Uh, how much I can give them on the next promotion if they can cover more responsibilities. Mm. And so for me, it's, yeah, it's not about maximizing profit or how much I can pocket, right? It's, for me, it's, I want to pay myself uh, as little as I can to know that I can live comfortably. Mm -hmm. um, and even that, right. It's like, it's, we don't even need that much, right? My wife makes a lot of money, so I'm good. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, I think it's about showing the people that you're willing to invest in them just as much as they're willing to invest in you and your company. Mm. Right? And, and so has, has that like, cause that philosophy I think is something that I hear a lot of companies say, but not a lot of them do, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and I've definitely seen firsthand you really, you know, you really being true to that word. Has that been difficult and like what is your what is the reaction from like your other industry peers like <laughs> when oh, yeah. they find out like that you actually do live up to that yeah um they they get a little upset i think a lot of them is they think i'm young and naive right and mm -hmm. that's what they say and it's maybe it's true right um but for them it's yeah it's why why would you do that if someone leaves you can find someone just as good or someone that can do the job and hire them even cheaper Mm -hmm. Right. And then some of them even share like, oh, like when the employee leaves and they fail, then they come back and or they work harder and you don't have to really get the promotions and raises. Wow. And then I'm like, like, that sucks. Like, I'd like, what, how would you view a situation? Like, why would you view a situation like that? But yeah, like some people, like, I think it's, if you're so focused on the profits, that's the end result or that's the fruit of it. Mm -hmm. And so, do you, yeah. Do you ever feel like... 
I'm sure you go through the temptation to do the same. Oh, like what yeah, is that? So the, what is that struggle like? Yeah, the times where I feel they are right uh, is when uh, there. So even like when my guys make mistakes, mm. right? It's some mistakes. Uh, like for example, like one person uh, while they're while they're demoing something, left something on the countertop and broke like a really expensive countertop. Mm. Right. So that was like eight thousand dollars out of my pocket. Wow. Right? So. Uh, other companies or other people, like they could charge them half of that or make them pay for it or make them do the repair or all that. But no, it's taking that moment saying, hey, we're a company, like it's, I'll cover that cost. And all you have to do is learn from it, right? And so like, once it happens a couple of times, once it happens the first few times, it's easy, it's easy to do, right? But it happens with the same person over and over and over again. It's like, am I being taken advantage of? If this, does this person not care as much? Right. Right, and it's, it starts to feel more of like, am I, am I the fool, right? And so, yeah, if I were to look at just the numbers, probably, right? But it's, am I willing to pay my workers a little more? Am I willing to overpay for that potential and that hope? Mm. And yeah, most of my, all my field employees, uh, except one has been with me since the beginning, right? And it's, I hope, I hope I can keep them forever because they're great guys and yeah, I get calls monthly or sometimes weekly from clients that are so grateful for my guys right, right? and so yeah. yeah and and i think yeah like it's great to see that that kind of philosophy and attitude you know theology in a sense like when you actually live it out pays off even in the business sense um you know you talked about wanting to build a company where even non-believers right would see those things how do you think like that had that kind of attitude affects your relationship with your you know the other people in your company so it's it's interesting so uh what i've learned uh, dealing with some certain clients is like the world is a really messed up place right there are people that are so selfish and so self-absorbed that they will do whatever they want to keep more money right and so yeah, there's been a few jobs where the insurance uh, like pays us for it, but they send the check to the homeowner and the homeowner is able to cash the check, uh, even though it has our name on it. I don't, I don't know if they forged our signature or if they're friends with the bank manager or the bank teller just didn't check. Um, but yeah, like situations like that, um, it's now I decide, do I want to pursue this in court? Wow. Do I want to sue the homeowner and uh, be paid for our job? So. Yeah, there, there are times where I know that the homeowner doesn't have much money, right? Judging on like what the interior of the home looks like, what they're covered for. So it's, there are times where I'll just let it go, right? It's like, you know what, it, it's, it's not worth it for us to fight this. I'll pay as much in lawyer fees, as much as job costs. Um, but the, my employees, again, it's, they see the injustice of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think they, that's when they get upset and it's like, it sucks that I'm working and we're not getting paid for so I, I definitely, they remind me of that when it happens. <laughs> Which is and, so funny because you're like and, showing grace to them, right? And then they're like. <laughs> but yeah, it's, they, 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 they see it from that point of view because they're the ones doing the work too, mm. right? And they take ownership of their work. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and that work, you know, for me is always very interesting because you get, in, you get invited into people's homes in the worst times, right? Yeah. Like, like the worst moment for that homeowner. You know, what is, 
what is you, you talk about like the worst of humanity right but what are some things that you've seen like wow i think you know there's something about the way we live today or you know the way america maybe is or maybe not america but southern california where you operate because you get to see into that so yeah again there are all there are also good people too so yeah there are some clients who like are like always nice to the guys like offer tips or uh, just like offer them drinks or even just like are flexible right like let's say they're going late and even showing grace to our team arriving late mm -hmm. like we don't take that for granted and so yeah i think even small acts like that 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 shows a lot and means a lot to us right as service contractors and i think other other service people will say the same right it's 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 nice having clients that understand that we're a business that we're human but to trust and know that we're doing our best to serve them as well what is um like what's the craziest thing you've walked into <laughs> right like, yeah so i'm sure like as much as you've walked into a lot of crazy things uh so i'm a yeah i'm getting into trauma crime scene cleanup job so <laughs> yeah that'll that'll be interesting but uh for now i'd probably say the marijuana grow houses so, Wait, houses? <laughs> yeah, so we, we do marijuana door house remediation. So people like out in Riverside or Lancaster uh -huh. um, have like turned these like 3,000 square foot homes into grow homes. So they build their, they build walls, they add their own plumbing and electrical, and they set up shop. But once there's a power outage or once someone catches wind, they just leave everything in right? Wow. So yeah, they need someone to demo out all the unpermitted, unnecessary materials and rebuild it back to how it was before they changed it. That is crazy. I would not have imagined that that would be so, <laughs> that it would happen so frequently, right? It's like, it's like once in like a blue moon, but no, it's like something that's frequent. Um, so as you, you know, like we're building this business, you know, and you were talking about really struggling, um, was there a moment where you were like, Oh, this is right. You know, like I'm doing, I'm, this is either this, like, this is what I'm doing is the right thing to do or like, we're making it right. Cause I'm sure at the beginning you were like, we're not making it. <laughs> it's no, for me, it's the greatest moments of joys were when, uh, my workers or my guys would share, um, what is when we would have like growing moments, right. Hmm. Um, whether it's me sharing about my own personal life with them, and then sharing their inputs and their experience and their wisdom. Um, whether it's us sharing about a fear that we have or something that really frustrated us and then talking us through it or us talking as a group about it and about how we want to respond. Hmm. Right. And yeah, I think my greatest joys is reflecting back on, um, yeah. So when, when some of my employees come to me and say, Hey, um, this is what I just went through. Right. It's like when, um, I just dealt with this client and it made me feel this way, but I responded in this way. Right? Mm. Um, or when something's going at home that I know about that they shared about for months. And then finally after months, there's breakthrough, right? And there's healing and they get to share that and it's awesome. Mm. And I know I think, that like you're very intentional about like having, bringing Jesus, right? And talking about your faith in your conversation, especially in those moments, do you feel like like, do you feel like it is because of that way that you do business that they share with you those things and therefore you're able to to have those conversations? I don't know about that. So I don't 
I don't really like enforce like Jesus or like preach Jesus just because I don't know the Tanakh legally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but no, it comes like, out of I, you very much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I share it. So I, I tell my employees like, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is why I act this way. This is why I treat certain clients this way. This is why I treat you guys this way, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And yeah, for me, it's I I I want them to see it. And but I think since the beginning, I've always told them like I have an open door policy and like share with me right and i think especially if the boss is willing to share first and share and go as deep as possible and i think it opens it up for everyone else and thinking like you know even outside your you know the company and and the employees of the company um you know what are the ways in which you found being a business owner right you're able to be a blessing to the community or or or, or, or others uh i think Best thing to community-wise, um, especially in our industry, uh, in our service, we, there are a lot of clients that have losses that may not have insurance or don't have the coverage, or sometimes the job is just really small, right? So uh, yeah, any for us or our company, it's whenever we can help people around, uh, we, we do, right? Mm-hmm. So especially if it's a small job, uh, they have no insurance, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to do that for them, take care of that for them. Wow. Um, but yeah, when it comes to bigger jobs, um, I, I'm honest with them. I show them our itemized like estimate, which shows exactly how much we were paid for the material and how much we paid for the labor for each thing we do by square foot. Right. So I lay it out for them and say, this is how much did it cost for us. This is how much we're being paid for it. This is how much profit we're making. This is how much discount I can afford to give you. Right. And so for me, I'm I'm upfront with them, honest with them, and yeah. In, if they don't choose us in the beginning, that's fine, right? But at the same time, it's, it's up to us to prove our quality of work, even when we offer those. Yeah, and I think that that's like, yeah, again, it's something that, you know, you hear so often, but you don't see, right. you don't see it very often. Um, thinking about, you know, when your company started to grow beyond just like four people, right? Or two people, um, what were some of the challenges, you know, personally, when it came to saying, okay, now the work is going to evolve and the, and the, the company is going to evolve. Yeah. I think once I started getting more than two, three employees, um, my focus became more about managing the work culture and uh, supervising the employees rather than focusing on the work itself. Hmm. Right. And so, um, yeah, it would have been too, it would have been too much work to supervise all the work and at the same time try to develop the culture. So my focus was develop the right culture, de- delegate the right roles to the people and let them grow as, as they want to grow, right? And so, yeah, every quarter I meet with them and ask them how they want to grow um, and I try to shape it in that direction. So I think the difficulties is, is that it's just managing, managing the world culture, making sure everyone is getting along that's working their best that's also wanting to grow at the same time but even having that like mindset change is huge yeah and i think the biggest thing is persevering in that mindset right because i think you're working every day doing the same thing for the whole year right and it's easy to get discouraged when you do a great job the client thanks you tips you and doesn't want to pay you right and so right that can get discouraging and it's like what's the point of all my hard work um, but yeah, I think it's maintaining, keeping 
our sights on the bull. Um, you know, you and I have gone to the same church for a very, very long time. Um, and I know we've had a lot of, you know, ups and downs, you know, throughout that period. Um, but what ways in which maybe being a small business owner and being on that kind of pathway, how has that maybe like changed your relationship with church and with community? Uh, definitely don't have as much free time. Um, so, <laughs> okay. yeah, think... When somebody asks you to volunteer for an hour, you're like, if, you, this better be important. Yeah, right. that's how it feels like right? uh-huh. in, in, in my pride. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's your, your free time does become a lot more valuable. Mm. Right. So I, yeah, I, I've withdrawn more from like volunteering and serving. Right. And a part of there, there's other reasons for it too, but yeah, that's definitely one of the, one of the big reasons. Um, but yeah, I think it's, yeah. Sorry, was the question, how has your feet yeah. changed? Or? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, from where, I mean, obviously you don't know, you know, what that other life would have been like, but what are ways in which, especially like, oh, I have to run my own business, you know, like, it, right. it, how has that changed? We've heard how it's changed because of your faith, but are there ways in which it's maybe grown your faith as well? Oh, yeah, definitely seeing the fruits of it. So I think, um, yeah, Deuteronomy is a great book on, like, business practices. Right? Hmm. So... Yeah, even even going off that and seeing the fruit of that, living that out or making a business structure based off that, um, yeah, it's for me, it's it's your faith proven true, right? That's faith being tested. It's something you believe in, and it happened. Um, so I, so last week I met with a client. Um, so it's a, she has a ten thousand square foot home, right? Has a, a basketball court like slash gym on like in her front yard, and so we did we did the mitigation. Right. And she has contractors and like our bill came out to like a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Cause we, we stored like all her contents packed out everything and paid storage for months mm-hmm. or three years. Yeah. And this is money um, that but, insurance is supposed to cover. So insurance paid out everything, but she used that money and paid her contractor too. But then the problem with that is she had a deductible. So her contractor wasn't supposed to get paid like that her a hundred thousand deductible. Right. And so she's saying that she didn't get any upgrades done, uh, that the contractor used all of it. And so the insurance company is required to pay everything needed for the mitigation and the repair. Right. So, right. They, what everyone is suggesting I do is she owes you that money, right? Is she needs to get it from the contractor or she needs to pay it up. Right. So that's what the insurance trustor told me. That's what the other justice told me. That's what the lawyers told me. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, instead, uh, I called her, uh, she asked if we can meet and she asked if I could just break down everything for her, which I, on my office and my employees did multiple times. Right. But yeah, I, I set aside a day, went out to meet her, showed her everything and showed her how much she owed. And yeah, for her, it's, she, she's like, she, like, I want to pay you, right. You guys did a great job and I'm not that type of person, but I just can't afford it. Right. And so like, sure, like maybe I can claim like that my other place was damaged and like, like that's like borderline committing insurance fraud. Right. <laughs> it's like, I'll pay you with that money. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to condone that. Um, so I said, you know what I can do though, is if you send me all the documents from the people you hired for repairs, I can audit that. Uh, and then I have to audit the insurance adjusters, uh, build back report and then see where he can move and negotiate with the adjuster. Right. And so, 
yeah, it, it's gonna be a lot of work, right? The each report is over 100 page, 100 wow. pages. And then uh, not only that, it, it might affect my relationship with the insurance company, right? It's where I want to be their preferred vendor. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I told them, you know what, I this, this is what I can do. And you know what happened? Even if they don't pay it out, um, my profit margins is 20 to 25%. So I can go over the numbers again and whatever discount I'll give you, I'll give you the best discount. Wow. So yeah, she was like in tears, like extremely happy, right? And like that feels good. But like what's, what's crazier is uh, after that, she spent the next two hours sharing about her life, right? About she grew up in Israel, um, how she grew up, what she went through, um, her divorces, like her kids and their story. And yeah, like she, at the end, she was like, I don't even know why I shared all this. Like, I don't even share this with my closest friends. And she's like, I don't know, you, you just seem like such a good person, right? And, for me, it's like, yeah, I, I think it was it was a blessing to be able to hear her story, right? And I look forward to being able to work this out with her, come to an agreement and see how our relationship grows, if it does, right? But yeah, I think, yeah, it's that's better than me hiring a lawyer, suing her, stressing her out, at the same time stressing myself out. Wow, wow, yeah, I mean, it's it's like you really understand how easy it is to be mean right like oh, yeah. but how but you know how hard and yet how rewarding it is to just be christian right to just just do the good thing that you know like is in front of you to do um, it's yeah it's that's it gets hard when it, the emotion gets involved right it's like when when someone yeah commits injustice against you it's like that's when you want to get the vengeance so yeah, I actually had another a wild, Malibu wildfire back, back a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where we did uh, another job over 10,000 square foot home. He had like artwork throughout his whole house, like paintings, sculptures, right? And we did the job, insurance paid out uh, a little over 100,000. And he, he loved our work. He tipped all my workers on the last day because he loved their work. He asked for a couple of their phone numbers so you can hire them in their off hours so you can hire them personally, right? And so eight months later, the insurance finally paid it out. And then he's like, you know what? I don't have to pay you, right? So he's just like, I'm not gonna pay you. So I have to hire a lawyer. And so uh, at that point, right? It's I have I have a choice to take into trial, right? Like drag it out, make it expensive as, as possible for him, but same time, make, at the same time, make it as expensive for me too, right? And so, yeah, I think I ended up settling. Um, this was pretty recent too, but yeah, to be honest, I, I wanted to fight him, right? I wanted to take him to court. I wanted to smear his name. I wanted to find out where he worked and rub him in his face. Like, uh-huh. yeah, like that. I wanted to get my own justice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I'm like, I can't wait till we meet in heaven. I, I can't <laughs> wait until he's before God and this comes up. Like, oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be so <laughs> the vengeance is the Lord's yeah. is like a, yeah. It's like yeah. encouragement. I wish vengeance was mine, but it's not. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really want to thank you for your stories. Um, and just uh, just one last question before we go, you know, kind of looking forward to the next two, five years. Obviously, quarantine is this weird thing, right? Um, although people's pipes are still bursting and, you know, fires are still happening. Uh, but looking forward to, you know, how you feel like you're going to grow or the company's going to grow, um, or both, you know, what are you kind of expecting, hoping for? 
So uh, recently, we've, we've been getting, uh, we're on some insurance companies' vendors list. So now um, I've been meeting with like insurance investors and vendor coordinators, right? So uh, what's common in this industry is uh, quote unquote bribes, right? Like where people, like some, <laughs> some people want kickback. Yeah, it's, it's like, I'll give you, I'll give you the jobs, right? Just, just give me something in return. Right? So it's, yeah, being able to like hold my integrity there at the same time, uh, knowing how to find the right people to work with. Um, and yeah, just, I think that's, that's what's really important, right? Choosing the right people to work with. Um, and yeah, another is I'm, uh, I'm, so you know how I'm licensed or I'm, I'm a city vendor, mm -hmm. um, but I'm in the process of landing a five-year contract with the city. So right now, all the restoration companies that are registered as a small business uh, aren't aren't small business because they're national franchises. Mm. So I would be the only uh, small business that's certified with the city, and so I would be guaranteed uh, twenty-three percent of their jobs as wow. a small business. So that could be some significant growth. So yeah, just making sure hiring the right people, uh, not compromising when it comes to like my own profits and seeing where ways where I can make myself richer, but rather focusing on the mm. success of the company and everyone in. So. Yeah. It's crazy oh. because because when we were roommates and you were going off to YWAM, it was like, Jeremy is the poorest of all of our friends. Without any money. The most way, wayward, right? Like career wise. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, for me, been amazing being your friend, seeing your faith struggle and grow um, because of your experience. And yeah, I look forward to, you know, hopefully doing another interview with you maybe in a couple of years and see what happens. Sounds good. Hopefully you have well, I'll have some more stories. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeremy.